Hello, I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. You've heard of the Green New Deal, the radical socialist makeover of the American economy proposed by the hardline wing of the environmentalist movement. More than a few people, including this podcast last week, have noted that the economy envisioned by the Green New Dealers resembles the economy of right now, in the middle of government-ordered shutdowns of all forms of normal human interaction that have put over 30 million people into the unemployment line. Joining us to discuss that truth is Tom Pyle, president of the Institute for Energy Research. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the show. Uh, before we begin, could you tell us a little more about your work and about the Institute for Energy Research? I'd be happy to. Thanks. So we are a DC-based organization that focuses on just about everything that has to do with energy, from the industry to the implications of policy to us users, the guys who fill our tanks and uh, pay our electricity bills. So we we're try to we try to bill ourselves as the watchdog for uh, consumers with respect to energy policy, both at the federal level and at the state level. So on to the lockdowns and how they relate to the Green New Deal. Uh, could you tell us how the declines in emissions from the lockdowns compared to those demanded by the environmentalists? Well, we would need about uh, five or six of these coronavirus locks, lockdowns to get to the CO2 emission levels that the uh, fringe, uh, the, the, the more extreme elements of the environmental community would like us to get to. And and honestly, they're they're celebrating right now. Uh, it, it's It's dumbfounding to me that with 30 million people applying for unemployment where, uh, you know, we are literally sitting at our, in our homes and schooling, homeschooling our children. They are talking, uh, saying things like the humans are the virus. <laughs> the, the coronavirus is the cure. Look at how wonderful things are. Oh, right? I mean, it's, it's, fair. Really I mean, there was that, there was that, there was that one environmentalist uh, last week who said, you know, that, the lockdown proves that we can achieve the Paris Climate Accords. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, well, it, it, there, it's amazing. Well, the mm -hmm. irony there, of course, is is that we are, uh, uh, without a coronavirus, we're achieving our our goals were we to remain in the Paris Agreement. But those uh, countries in Europe that are wagging their fingers at us weren't even on track, weren't even on target to meet theirs. Um, and that just is a testament to, you know, the backwardness of the approach here. Look, this isn't about CO2 emissions. It's about control. It's about power. It's about redistribution of wealth. That's what these. I mean, I, I remember the original when they when they first put the Green New Deal before Congress or the Green New Deal resolution before Congress, there was that FAQ that came out. I think it was from Representative Ocasio-Cortez's office that they then immediately disavowed. I uh, called for banning air travel, banning private cars, banning animal agriculture. I mean, I'd argue that 30 million people in the unemployment lines is the inevitable consequences of adopting that policy. Am I right? <laughs> you are absolutely right. I mean, here's the bottom line. If you like your situation in the coronavirus lockdown, then the Green New Deal is for you. This is exactly what they want. Massive new government spending, political control of critical industries, emergency protocols that are like sort of wartime practices uh, in the name of fighting the, the climate. And look, this isn't like exaggeration. These are, this is literally how we they want us to fly less, drive less. They want to stack us in cities and they want to take away our plastic. Can you imagine? And, and, and of course, you know, cities on on public transportation that apparently it took a two months of a pandemic for the city, the Metropolitan Trans Transit Authority in New York to even daily disinfect the subway cars. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I in in in, in my car, I have a, a thing of hand sanitizer. So when I do, if I do drive, you know, I can make sure my hands are my hands are clean. And New York City only now is actually getting down to the business of trying to prevent it, its subways from being an in, infection factor. Yeah, look, this is um, this is really uh, a testament to the the, the short handed thinking here with respect to these policies. The very industries that they want to eliminate, namely the coal, oil, and natural gas industries, are the very industries that are providing the ability for us to deal with this pandemic. If you think about it, if you look at the supply chain situation, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if uh, you, you know, if we were banning plastic, if plastic was like no longer a thing, imagine the sanitation levels in the hospitals. Oh, you wouldn't be able, you, you, it would be, I mean, if you think of the last time that you, you were in a hospital, you know, all the mechanisms, all the, you know, the tubing, all the sterile packaging, that's all plastic. That all came, that all came from the ground. Yeah. And, and also like these mayors and these municipalities that were banning plastic that had these plastic bans in place are literally reversing the moratoriums right now. It's like, <laughs> if it's good enough for us in a pandemic, then it ought to be good enough, good enough for us in everyday life. Right. I mean, a, a raw, raw, raw meat, I, I remember, you know, there were studies of those reusable bags because people don't, people don't wash them, that they were containing foodborne, foodborne illness because people, you know, I mean, we've all carried the, the little trays of meat out of the, out of the grocery store. They aren't, they aren't, you know, fully, you know, they're wrapped, but they're not, you know, sterile sealed. So if some leaks out, that sits in the, that sits in the reusable bag, um, but yeah, no, no, yeah, you are, you are right. Now they, some of this, some of the cities, apparently not Montgomery County, Maryland, but some of the cities have uh, waived or delayed their restrictions on plastic bags because they don't want reusable bags to be an infection vector. They don't want them in the store. Exactly. Uh, so if they don't want them in a store during a pandemic to eliminate viruses, we ought to just rethink about uh, how we're, how we're, um, changing these policies these these things all look and sound and feel good when the economy is humming and everyone's doing well and we're not paying all that much for our electricity or our energy but man when things change and go wrong in one uh, direction or the other uh, none of these policies make sense i mean you look across the board this this ethanol mandate for example is a perfect example as well the, you know we we've got a policy that was made in the early 90s where we were trying to reduce our dependence on foreign oil. Well, we've done that. Uh, we've right. sort of licked that problem, and yet we're still... Again, if, if anything, the problem is that oil is so cheap <laughs> that we can't keep people working in the, in the oil industry because, because the, price, the price of a barrel of oil is so low. Yeah, and like energy, electricity demand is going down everywhere. It's, um, it's cratering because we're all you know, staying home basically. And the, the consumer goods aren't being pumped out, right? The, the consumer users. But the point is, is that um, these countries, these European countries, we talked earlier about these uh, pro-Paris countries, the, the, the leaders of some of these countries are asking the European Union to scrap Green New Deal policies. Poland, for example, has asked the European Union to scrap the emission trading system or exempt Poland from it. 
um, Czech Czech Republic's prime minister urged the EU to abandon abandon this net metering, this net zero carbon deal, um, as well. And so, what you're seeing is these these leaders uh, uh, who have been pushing these policies uh, the hardest are are now basically asking for retreats, um, and 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 for good reason. I mean, we've got to get through this. We got to get through this, but when we get to the other side of this, we are going, you bet we are going to put uh, a very bright spotlight on the words, the actions, the things that the radical greens have been saying during this pandemic. Right. About how, about how that they've admitted that the world with their policies looks a lot like the world of April 30th, 2020. Absolutely. Um, and and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm enjoying my family tremendously. We're, I'm fortunate that we can do this kind of stuff together and we we can work remotely, but that isn't the case for a lot of people in this country who are hurting and struggling. Um, And they're not going to want to hear this business period, full stop. I mean, now if you ask the Green New Dealers, they say they have a plan. Uh, they call it the just transition to whatever comes next. Uh, now, to me, it sounds like a just-so story mixed with top-level wish casting. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on how that breaks down? Yeah, the, the way I like to, to describe liberal uh, policies or progressive policies is, is that they, they tend to hurt the people that they're proclaiming to help the most. Um, and in this case, uh, the, those of us on the lower end of the economic ladder, because the policies that they want to implement would result in massive increases in our energy costs. And we all uh, pay uh, on a relative basis this, you know, a certain percentage of our income Mm -hmm. on energy. And if you make less, you spend more of your income on energy. Those in the lower economic ladders pay up to 30% of their budgets uh, on on their basic energy needs. And and is that that, uh, for home utilities and for transportation or just for home utilities? Yep. Home utilities, gasoline, um, you know, their airplane trips, things like that. Right. Um, and so that's a, one of the problems B is the, the other problem is, is you, you're going to get what you see. Um, if you stack people together and you force them to, to all cram together in public transportation, these things don't go away, right? The, those are the conditions that we're that that are, are are creating the bigger parts of the problems with this virus. But that's the world that they want us to live in. That's how they want us to be. Um, like you said, vehicles. You know, there's a whole lot of freedom um, uh, to owning a car. These guys, their policies would make cars prohibitively more expensive, make it harder and harder for families to be able to afford a new car, force them into older cars, which are less safe. By virtue if they, of if it. again, if they even allow, I mean, if you looked at the original Green New Deal, that that, that wouldn't even be an option. <laughs> like they, they wanted to put all pet, all conventional fuel petrol cars out of it out of existence. That's right. That's right. Um, so you know, and then they want to replace um, coal fired electricity generation, natural gas 
coal-fired electricity generation, nuclear electricity generation, which is emission-free, uh, yep. with with windmills and solar panels. Well, they would basically have to cover pretty much every acre of rural land in America to do that because that's where the wind blows and every you know desert in America because that's where the sun shines and still wouldn't be able to move the, that electricity to where the people live without spending untold billions and billions of dollars on transmission, not to mention the fact that there is no adequate storage for any of this stuff, uh, and there will not be enough batteries to be able to store any of this stuff. And let's get to the batteries. You're, you're using rare earth minerals, which are almost exclusively produced uh, in or um, mined by other in other places by Chinese companies, so we're replacing uh, what was a dependence on foreign foreign uh, oil with a dependence on Chinese um, uh, minerals, basically right. uh, rare earth minerals. That's not an energy policy. That's a that's a poverty policy. Uh, that's a problem. Kind of that's a problem. <laughs> well, Tom, uh, thanks for your expertise. Thanks for joining us. Uh, but that is all the time we have. That's our show for this week. We encourage you to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.